0: Hey my normies and non-normies I just wanted to shoot the introduction to this at least Um, Today is March 10th We started this recording at 1 in the afternoon It is like 3.06 in the afternoon now when I'm putting this up here But I do hope that you guys enjoy this chit-chat collaboration between me and Katrina Sorry for just jumping it in on you guys the last minute But like I stated at the end of everything Which I'm not sure if you guys are going to listen to Um, I did forget to start the recording. We just started jumping into the conversation, and then I remembered. Oh snap! I forgot to record. I wanted to get this for the show, you know, just to give y'all a feel of what it's gonna look like when we actually do the the episode. But um, and just to give you, like I said, an idea of what her story is like. But um, this is what you guys have to look forward to, pretty much. Um, when we do our episode. I hope that you guys enjoy and again I also in case if you don't get to the end and and because end, end, it is a lot, but I would like to know if y'all can hit that um link in um anchor. I think it's where it's out, the ask me any question link. I will be tweeting it if you follow me on Twitter. I will also post it up on the parenting mental illness page. I would like to know if you guys would like for me to post once a week, twice a week, or three times a week. I'm trying to get an uh, episode schedule going on for the podcast, but I'm not sure what you guys would like. So I'm trying to take to, into consideration what my listeners want. Or you can shoot me an email, life as a parent with at gmail.com. Have a blessed day, y'all. I do this
1: because I love you, and we cuddle, cry together afterwards. After you know whatever and yelling that she feels that she took accountability as well, but she also had life experiences of um, you know that onset her
0: issues. Yeah. So that's
1: yeah the onset her issues, and and so it wasn't it, it wasn't. I guess my situation though, is always not typical to everybody else, and that's kind of why I, I tether on even how much of it sometimes that I share because it, it's not even, I didn't take it, I don't guess, I, don't, I never took anything as a child away because it always was a full circle, and very mm-hmm. loving, supporting, at the same time as my best friend, uh, we're always best, you know, best friends, um, we get in the bed and after and then after the, after the she has a heavy voice already. Yeah. There are several factors of it. It was just, you know, sometimes it was more because of her voice and demeanor than what it even came off as. So it wasn't, and then she wasn't, it wasn't even really until, like, she would have moments like most people in our society they saying they bipolar really quick or whatever. Yeah. So she was never really diagnosed, wasn't was going to accept diagnosis. As she is until I, I was diagnosed, and it was kind of like, Oh, you get that from yeah, it's like me, the stuff that I have. So, um, it, it may be a stronger person, so it, it may be a you know, a stronger and an understanding person, too. It may be aware of knowing trigger and knowing what's going on. So it has always been a driving factor for me. It never really affected me in a negative way until I have my life instances that onset lead to having being diagnosed with bipolar from work. Um, so mine's just more work started as work related PTSD, which brought on with the other things. And then when you go to the therapist and breaks down, you know, of course they ask you how you know how was this. Have these health factors when answer your family history, and you kind of get to that's where you are. That's, that's what's going on with you, and you learn to cope with it. So, of course, with my kids, I've had the manic moments, I've had the depressed moments, I've had those things, but it wasn't for me tied to how I was brought up. Um, how I brought up, who I brought up, helped me to deal with, coping, knowing how to deal with it in better ways yeah you know, this the, find a better way yeah so it has dynamic yeah it, you know once you go there it feeling really be yelling and screaming and it's hard to calm yourself now knowing that self-control so that's a lot of what I focused on taking away from it even as a child is learning to self-control for myself for how it's how finding ways to, find a way to for myself, or how am I going to call myself down for that? Prayer immediately, um, yeah. knowing you're there at the worst moments when you're there, you just can't you come just, back. It's just there. i been thinking, yeah, you just can't come back until it's okay. Yeah. It's sober, or you have from other emotion that breaks. Correct. Um, you know, if it is, you know, whatever to that other emotion breaks or you too tired. <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling. you from, um, tired from the emotion. So I've experienced all those things, but I don't take it. I guess I, I don't even take bipolar the way that everybody takes, takes it. the bipolar or the, I, yeah. I want to kind of change the stigma yes. around it of saying that there's uh, control to it. Yes. You yes. Have control, cause then other things come to place. Like if you notice your diet, um, because I I lost a lot of weight, and even losing weight, you get into the the emotions of your body changes yes. the science side of it. There's a lot of things that can when you eat. Making sure you look up what's good for your. All of those things yeah. play a factor in the control of it.
0: Correct. Um,
1: even now, to like if you. are that chooses medication and there comes a point that you know you may be to the point where you need medication but you also don't have to stay on medication correct you would do alternate things because it's sometimes how your medicaid, the medication you choose like I don't I don't like that there was a medication at one point when it was a very bad manic point for me yeah. that it just made me drowsy all day
0: I hated that so
1: but I yeah, but I also had to make a decision of what I was going to do differently, how I was going to get back to the other side of when I went out on medication. Like, I'm not on medication or taking medication now. But I'm not saying whatever, I'm you know, yeah. going, holding my strength, but those triggers or things don't happen again. But even though now, even in building a business, um, retiring early, Going back to just things that have that have affected, like my decision of retiring early, how those things affected the whole picture, but remembering the why. Yeah. So for me, it's more so learning those things for someone. Um, now, I do love like, so that, that's kind of being a nutshell on the on the bipolar part. So that's okay. why I do tell people like in, in environments because some you know yes. people like to know they're not alone. Some environments it's it's okay like we talked about in that some is a time and a place for everything. Yeah. So, is it something that I go I love my everywhere? Then I'm go like, like a warning sign? No. Yeah. <laughs> you don't use it as a warning sign. Do I use it to put it on my schedule a to apply for a job with the federal government or answer the question on a job application? Yes, yes. Correct. <laughs> so I do, you know. So it's it's no. Yes, this is a part of me, but it does not define me. It's not. Mm-hmm. Me. It's not I want to, you know, the stamp that you say this is this is me and this is this is this is how you have to do.
0: <laughs> right. me, and
1: take it In, in any moment, no, that's not the case. Even most when I'm having my home style, myself. Like it's about self-aware. You know that there are some extra like with anything there may be some extra triggers so that's kind of what i mainly when i talk about being bipolar or it, you know talking to groups it's, it's, it's about that accountability
0: mm-hmm. and accountability
1: comes because that's mainly it there's uh, outside factors are going to happen It happen to everybody in life but it's the accountability for self of what you control which is only yourself and it starts a lot with mindset and um, mindset and
0: health correct
1: for me you know mentality physical mental, mental mentality all of those things so mindset is the biggest thing around it for you so what I wanted to ask you though
0: so yeah. what is your what is your purpose behind the podcast okay so like, what is your purpose you know, the, the, it's, the, it's a, a whole, whole platform. platform that I have the podcast is a part of my platform I have the YouTube channel that goes as well and I have my blog. So all of it, the point that I did it, um, to be fully transparent, and my everybody already knows this because it's all over my blog, and my podcast, and everywhere. I was very selfish when I did this. I did this last January 2021. No, January 2020. Right? 2022. 2021. I don't know. I'm beginning to get my years confused now. This whole COVID thing has me all jacked up. I did it because of COVID, so yeah, because 2021, yeah, so it's, yeah, 2021, because it made it now a year, so I did it, I was trying to find a way to keep myself alive, I'm suicidal, homicidal, so I have two autistic kids who also have mental health issues, they have bipolar because of me as well, besides having autism, and then I have an active toddler, who is a Gemini. And on top of being a Gemini, she's also half Haitian and half Puerto Rican. So two Islanders mixed in in one little body. Oh my God, it's like, forget it. She's just a firecracker. Like, I would say if I I thought she had something, I would say heck yeah. Because she's uh, all over defiant, hard-headed, strong-willed. But I know it's just her personality. Not necessarily that she has anything going on. It's just her character. She's got mom and dad and that's just our genetics and it's in there. So I created the platform because I could not find. I literally Googled parenting with mental illness. Nothing popped up. No support groups. No suggestions. Google had nothing to help me. Nothing. Google never has nothing to help me. Google always has answers. Google always has everything... Google is my life source so when I couldn't find anything I was like oh no something's gotta give you know there's gotta be more people out there in my situation where either they have something going on and their kids also have something going on or their kids have something going on and it's driving them insane because they can't find you know the correct support or people that understand where they're coming from. I have the best of both worlds. I have something going on and I'm raising kids that have something going on at the same time. So not only am I responsible for my mental health, but I'm responsible for two mental healths and a normal one. I have never raised a normal child. So we created the platform to hold us, because my oldest is also suicidal, so to hold us accountable while trying to advocate for parenting and mental illness. So basically... I'm building a platform to advocate for parents like myself, for parents like you, who have a definition, who have something, but it doesn't define us. It does not make us, it does not break us, it does not make who we are. Like, we know we have it, but it does not make us. We just know how to survive with it, live with it, and grow with it. Basically, like I tell my kids all the time, you have autism, you're bipolar, you have PTSD. Cool. But it doesn't define who you are. You define the condition. You decide what you can and cannot do. You don't give it the power to say what you can't and can't do. Like, I will never limit them or myself on whatever we can and can't do because we have something. So this was also another, I'm an introvert. We're all introverts. We really don't like people. We're not people people. Persons like I used to be a supervisor for CVS. I used to have, I used to be a preschool teacher. I used to be a head toddler teacher. I used to work a professional. Like I've done jobs. I've had to be around people. Did I prefer to be around people? No. Kids are my favorite. I prefer kids over anything. But I was always a mentor type of person. I was always a go to help people type of person. That's within me. That has always been my nature. My grandmother raised me that way. She was. I say bipolar. I bet you she was alive. She would yell at me and tell me, no, she wasn't. But I would still say she was bipolar back then. didn't believe in diagnosis. Same thing with your grandmother. They, there was none of that. In my family, you didn't have shit. You, you fought for yours and you got yours. You made it work with what you had going on because it didn't define who you were. Like You still had the same expectations anybody else had. You just made it, you made it work however you could. And she was an educator. She had her doctorates in education. Like, she taught us that she worked with, with mental, down, with Down syndrome. She worked with um, autistic children. She worked with everything. I worked with her for years. So me having this platform was not something new because I've always helped people, but new because now I'm putting myself out there. Like, I'm the one that used to hide behind people. We're taking a picture. I'm hiding back here. You know, like, I was never the one to put myself in nobody's platform, nowhere, be up front to say anything. If I had a voice to say it, I would still say it behind somebody else. Because that's how much of an introvert I was. I'd be literally talking to you with, like, my head down here. But my aura and my demeanor is so demanding that I can't hide. People always still, like, I can, and I'm still, hey, you, I'm like, damn, ugh. Yeah, and I mean, I can't hide. So why why stop myself from shining where I know I'm meant to shine? All because of my PTSD and my insecurities. So this was another way of me saying enough is enough. I'm not going to let my PTSD, my conditions, my past, or what my egg donor did stop me from being who I know I'm meant to be. I mean, I'm 42 now. I think it's about time I said you know, enough is enough, and got up off my behind and became that person. We're already at rock bottom. Like, we live at a motel. We're homeless. We have no support system. Now we have no income coming in because my daughter's SSI got stopped. So I have to fight hers. Mine is still being thought of because I'm ending up in a wheelchair slowly. So I still get use of my legs. I just can't use them like a regular person would. I have to make sure my wheelchair is right there because I will either give, they give out, or I get tired, like get fatigued, because I overdo it, I will overdo it, I will milk them until they can't work no more, <laughs> like, I'll be like, I'm using my legs until my legs say they can't, like, that's it, but this platform is for that, I want to try to help as many people as possible know that, yeah, you may have, you know, anxiety. Yeah, you may have depression. Yeah, you may be bipolar. Yeah, you may have schizophrenia. But it does not have to define who you are. You can still be whoever you want to be, do whatever it is that you want to do, and still thrive and survive. And life can kick you in your behind like it's kicking mine. But get up and keep pushing. Like if I can get up and keep pushing and I have nothing and I'm living with rats and roaches and We're basically down at our lowest point, and if we are telling you during our lowest point to get off your ass and get up and keep pushing, then, you know what I'm saying, anybody can make it. Hence why I did the platform. I'm trying to just be that motivation for myself, for my kids, and for anybody else out there who needs it, because not only does it save them, but it saves us at the same time.
1: so we're
0: kind of in your podcast we're kind of following your journey through it's kind of yeah right now yeah so right now at the moment it kind of does follow my journey of what i'm going through but i also do speak on you know different type of subjects and i'm trying to get people to i guess look within themselves at the same time so even though you have this what are you doing about it okay so what All right, you have anxiety, so what? Okay, you have depression, so what? A lot of people use what they have as an excuse to not thrive, as an excuse to not show up and show out, to not be their best person. So while I'm doing all of that, I am giving my story because I want people to be able to use my story to motivate themselves if need be because some people just need to see somebody go through it and they need to see, damn, if that person could do it, then shoot, what excuse do I have? I got two good legs, I have two good arms. I don't have any reason to not get off my ass and do. You know, and if she has no legs or has two autistic kids and household that is like madness constantly, and she's still making it, running, trying to run her shop, trying to do this, trying to do that, trying to get a dual certificate in health and life coaching and blah, 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 and she's making it, then what excuse do I have? I'm hoping that the journey itself also motivates whoever it is that needs to go get whatever it is that they need to get up to go get it like whatever excuse they're saying in their head to next time or later or i'm not ready yet or this is not the right time or tomorrow ain't promised to nobody i learned that the hard way when i lost my legs one day i was walking the next day i wasn't literally 24 hours that's how they went One minute I was walking, the next minute I literally forgot how to walk. I had to have my daughter and my neighbor walk me inside. And I couldn't even move my legs. And the moment I hit that bed and I laid down, that was the moment my whole entire body stopped moving and we had to call 911. I basically met death. And I didn't even know I was going to meet death, much less lose my legs. And all of this mattered in 24 hours. There was no warning signs. There were no nothing. It just... Boom. So my motto, every time I end, I try to remind everybody, tomorrow ain't promised to nobody. You have to live for today and live for right now. You have to do what you need to do today and right now. So my journey is pretty much, that's what I'm trying to push. Use whatever you got, do it today. Don't don't wait till tomorrow. Use me. If you got to use me, use me. I don't care. Use me. Like I tell, use me. Use me. I, I'll I don't mind being used, like, (laughs) use me, but that's what I'm here for. If I got to be that reminder, every time you want to get down or depressed or you think you want to take your life away and I got to be that person's reminder, play my video, play my podcast, remind yourself. That's that's what I'm here for. That's the reason why I'm doing this. Follow my journey, follow my story. You hear my breakdown. If my breakdown is going to give you that moment and that clarity, then I don't care that you saw me in my most, but I also want to motivate. So in the same time that I'm giving my my side part of my story, I'm also trying to give the uplifting and the positive and messages all within tween because I'm not trying to break nobody, open no wounds, and leave them like that. I'm trying to heal, and I'm trying to grow, but like I, I started saying as of recently, I'm like a butterfly. Like This whole entire process, my podcast, my blog, My YouTube, my whole entire platform, my whole entire brand is like a butterfly. We're trying to just grow. We're in the cocoon process right now. Like I got a Facebook group I'm I'm trying to build also where I want to grow mentors out of there. That's why I'm trying to get the dual life coaching certificate. I want to then train others to be able to be that support system for others like us. So that's what that group is supposed to be for. Let's say you happen to have a mental breakdown on that day. Nobody's gonna understand you like others that are like you. You can go talk to your therapist, your friend, your mama, whoever. But sometimes you gotta explain a little bit deeper why you felt that way. Because they don't go through that. So they don't understand why you felt that way. So this way they don't have to um they don't have to go to try to find somebody. They can just go into the support group, they'll have somebody already, you know, that was attached to them, that's that's their go to person boom that's that person that's there for you within that group I plan to do you know some lives at least once a week while I touch bases on certain different topics whether it be how to handle triggers while you're parenting or how to to acknowledge or recognize a trigger before it comes along or while you're within that trigger and then how to pull back because I've had to learn these things I've slowly am starting to get good at damn I'm triggered right now. Shh. <clears throat> All right, let me fall back. Let me fall back. It's time to just wave the white flag. Let's stop. Can't parent right now. It's the wrong wrong time. It's the wrong time. I need to stop. Call quits, call quits. You know, retreat, retreat. Because if I keep going, this is going to get worse. But back then, I used to keep going, not realizing, hold on. This is a trigger. Things like that is things that we don't get taught. We don't get taught these things in therapy. A therapist can't teach us that if they never went through that. Only another person that's been in those shoes can actually teach you these little techniques. And if it worked, amazing. And if it didn't, but you were able to tweak it or add on to it, or because of that format, you were able to come up with your own, you then came up with something that you may be able to help somebody else with. Because that one didn't work for you. Now you probably came up with a game plan that we could add on now to our techniques for other people to help them out. So it's a big like I see something huge for my whole entire platform so it's not just even I don't even care about my story like whoever uses my story to survive kudos I love it but it's not even about me no more I don't even give a damn about me no more like it's bigger than that it started off with me it started off with I have to stay here how can I tell other people to stay here and I'm not here like you know what I'm saying I'm gonna look like a hypocrite I don't wanna be called a liar because I don't like lying. I'm not a liar. So I can't tell people to stay alive and then I go kill myself. It's gonna kill myself conscious in the other world. You know what I'm saying? I I'm don't be up there like damn, I done told everybody else not to do this, but I turned around and I went and I did it. I failed everybody. But now it's bigger than that. You know, now it's like I ran into you in that in the community in the seminar and I'm like, ooh, look. Ooh, there's another person there. I ran into one of the other girls who DM'd me, and I'm trying to get her to um, jump up for a tit too, because she also has bipolar. I'm like, ooh, I ran into another one. So, see, told you. Everything's in the line, and now I'm finding people when I couldn't find them. So now is, like, the perfect opportunity to help even more people. I've had people hit me up and say, because of XYZ episode where you broke down, I felt more comfortable now being who I am. I'm like, well, I'm happy that my breakdown helped you out. But that breakdown was kind of hard for me to come back from. Like, I was going through my hardest at that point. But I'm happy that it helped you, you know what I'm saying, understand who you are. And you didn't have to go through a breakdown in order for you to understand it. That made me feel like I could do this and I can survive. And this platform is helping me. So, geez, I have to be helping other people. That's why you sharing your story And whoever else I can get on the podcast to share their story, I feel like if my story, and I know there's people with bigger stories than mine, but if my story is helping somebody that I know, any other story I can run into can definitely help anybody else because everybody's condition is different. Everybody deals with it differently. Everybody copes differently. Everybody processes differently. You know, what may be sensitive for me may not be sensitive for you. What may be sensitive for somebody else may not be for the rest of us. It's good to show all those faces. This way nobody feels left out. That's, that's my true. goal.
1: That's true. That's true. Because, like I said, for me, you know, um, the, the, the the raised part made me stronger to accept what um, I went through to get to as the, as the adult. Like, yeah. being for... I, being raised by a strong woman and it for me was well-rounded like how you call like you I keep hearing you say you, you call it your egg donor yeah so your egg donor so but I don't have that even not being raised by my parents yeah uh, that to me that's a was a blessing because I got raised by my grandma and I feel like I wouldn't be the woman that I am if she, she didn't
0: raise my you grandma, if if I've
1: been raised by my mom, I would i be different. I'm sure I'd be different. But my parents would still if I was one of one's parents together, I'd be different. I don't
0: think yeah. I would have
1: been able to maneuver in life. And I'll like, say, you know, you never know. Maybe I could have been better. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It could've been better or worse. But for me, I love the at the end of the day, I love how I was raised yeah Did it has been better yeah everything has better can i raise my kids better yeah I things better. um you know we all can find ways in which we could do things better but what it prepared me is from when i got to an adulthood and when i got to the point of making a decision of moving up like i graduated high school early i started college early i retired at 31 from Department of Treasury, but making that decision of retiring is because I was raised by a woman that went, at the end of the day, she wasn't gonna oh, take nothing from nobody. That, <laughs> that gave me the strength to say when I got to when it got to the point of starting to have um, work-related PTSD and things that are going on and just just morally not being there. My childhood gave me the strength to say Enough, you know what? <laughs> I feel like y'all about to be a trigger Why well, I come to this job and I'm going to, if you're going to pull something out that I would that's not the person that I am, it's time to say goodbye. Where I was ready to resign and came with the title of being able to move up fast because so my government's always pushed me. I, I do things in life so that you can be better. There was always, if I make this sacrifice it's like the Bible. i make these sacrifices so your sacrifices are not the same. So you don't have to you would do better. Same way that I do my kids. It's same, same thing. Yeah. So when it came to um, getting to the point of making life-altering decisions, that can. It's PTSD, and people don't really talk about PTSD in different ways of things. Because when I say work-related PTSD, you like, "What? Well, okay, this is what triggered." <laughs> all of the all of these things for me. It wasn't just life back to everybody have life back. I've seen a you know, seen a lot of things in in life. Like I talked about on the podcast, I am a child whose parent has been in prison. So it's different aspects to it that build up to where people where you can't, you know, you, you just <laughs> Chemically, the science part of it, just to to stop adding up. Stress brings on, on, I've had health issues where it was stress related. And I'm going to the doctor to get MRIs. And it was because of, for me personal for my personal development decision decision at the end of the day, while the decision of leaving and retiring from my job was liberating in the moment, after a year of it, it was like, oh, (laughs) you gave up. You built to you gave up and made a life altering decision as a mom, as a woman, as a wife, and all of this stuff. You made an all life altering decision, and then one thing after another hits after that. But it was the coming back of it, and that's how I got into even getting it. I went volunteer volunteering to try to, like, okay, whatever my next move. I don't went to went into big applying for these jobs that then tell me that you're overqualified and underqualified. Underqualified because yeah, you accelerated and did all this and went into leadership very fast, but you haven't finished your degree yet. Yeah, but got all this experience in the federal government and then leadership. But can you just go get a degree? So I did that, I went and got a degree, went back to school and finished that, and still getting the same answers of overqualified for my experience early on that people can't pay you. So, you know. Um, yeah, you want to Pay you what you're worth, and I'd be even asking for less pay. I just want to get back to work.
0: Wow! <laughs>
1: like I didn't ask you for that pay. I know <laughs> what I used to get paid. I'm just trying to get back back to, in back into the door, but I'm not trying to go back to that door. I'm yeah. not going back that door that route. I'm trying to take these and go other ways. And life will be in hit you, and so when you start and came with life, it does make. you you know, like oh, second guess. You know, like, for me, bipolar is me dealing with me. Mm-hmm. When I can't, me controlling me. So I don't take like the outside factors. It's like okay, they're gonna happen. Everybody's going through. Know, it's how I deal with them and me getting upset with myself. I don't deal with them in the best. What I feel is the best. Hey. Those is it's the being hard on myself. I'm my biggest cheerleader and worst critic all at the same time. And having that balance of having that support of somebody that really understands that everybody always so so hard on myself. Not like I'm hard on myself. <laughs> you know, really. No, I'm
0: really hard on myself. <laughs> Correct. It's not the same hard. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: not the same hard. And I can be so forgiving and tell everybody else that it's okay, but inside of me, it's, I no, you know, you know
0: what you're, of. you're You know better than else. that. How dare you? Like, well, why would you do that?
1: <laughs> yes. You can do that. You can do that. Why you haven't did it the next in see and not knowing when you just need to take a break? Yeah, you put too much on yourself, and you keep pushing yourself, and that leads to other things. And I'll just keep pushing myself and overextending myself, and uh, just keep doing this, doing this, and not saying no. And I'll help them out, and and, and making yourself a sacrifice, and not knowing yes. when to say no. I had to find all those balances, all those things where the factors for me, I can do that. I can take it. I can take it. No. Learn to when to sit down. Yep. When to stop pushing yourself. When it's okay to say you're not. It's not a good day. Correct. Like all of those things are things that I work on to get better. So when it, initially, even when I first listened to your podcast, I was like, oh, I remember that was me. And I, was, <laughs> and I remember when I wanted to get on the podcast and just do that. Like, nobody's listening, so I'm just gonna video blog. So yeah. I just start like voice diaries and stuff, 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 stuff. and when you play, and then play them back. I'm like, okay, I don't think, you know, I don't know if I'm, I don't know, uh, I'm just like you, yeah. one time to the next time to the next time. And I'm like, okay, are they, follow, are they gonna follow me alone? So I, I love that you, like, I was like, oh, this is, I, I really can't where she was going, to, but I wanted to know what's her. Mission for it, cause I do. I remember being in those places and wanted to get on the podcast and just rant yeah. and get it all out and tell somebody this and, this and this and this and my brain
0: going
1: this place, this place, this place, this place, and
0: like oh wow. I a- got something that needs <laughs> to be said. When somebody needs to hear it, raw That's how I feel. Like honestly, I feel like the only way people are really going to understand a mental health person's mind frame or is by actually seeing it raw and uncut. Like, I'm going to be non-apologetically me. I'm. That's the only way you're going to be able to really be a good support system or really understand your girlfriend or your cousin or your friend or your mom or your sister or whoever it is that you need to understand to why you're listening to my podcast, even if it's yourself. Like, I have questioned... Let me tell you, my podcast and my videos and my blogs are the only things I do not question in my life. Every content that I have posted are the only things that I do not question in my life. But it's because it's unapologetically me. It's the raw me. It's what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, what I'm seeing. Sometimes I get the aha moments when I'm recording it. And in the process of talking my content to help somebody else, I'll be like, wow, 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 wow. Literally, it's happened to me so many times, and I'll be like, see, this is why I do it too, because not only am I helping somebody else, but I'm healing myself in the process. I can't steal that from somebody else. They're gonna they're, I'm. I can't steal that from somebody else. How much more raw data And material can I show but than myself you know I'm my own case study for my whole health and life coaching if you really think about it I can't give any more raw data than myself I can't prove that the steps or suggestions and ideas that I'm giving people work if I'm not showing the full true rawness of the whole ordeal and not just that I had a friend of mine the other day she was like dude, I like your stories when I read them but I don't like when you put it on the podcast because then I really feel like I'm going all over the place I said, good that's my whole point I said, now you know what my brain actually looks like she stopped and she was like I never thought about it that way she was like, I really never thought about it she's like, you know what, hold on, I'm going to go back and listen to it again she was like, how do you function with your brain racing like that I said, I don't know. That's just the way it is. I said, but the fact that you had a difficult time, I applaud myself because I got to really transfer what I wanted to transfer. So I accomplished my mission. It was meant for you to really see my mind racing and going all over the place. I got to put it on paper and I got to articulate it. So I did did what I set out to do. Like you not understanding it, kudos i'm not meant to explain it to you but the task was done down the line you may be able to get more based off whatever else the content comes along then she hit me back up and she was like i get it it all goes together now she was like but i understand you so much more now than i did back then and mind you she was an employee of mine like i was her supervisor and my ocd is horrible so when i say she got to understand me she really got to understand me because they knew not to drop a crumb on my floor. They knew not to leave a crumb on my counter. They knew all of our, ut- Cause we, I used to work at a restaurant, at the rest stop on the highway. So health department never shut us down. My joint was always clean, always spotless. I mean, I kept it like my kitchen. If I wasn't going to eat from it, I was not going to let nobody else eat from it either. That's just my model. If I ain't eating out of it, ain't nobody else eating out of it. And if you can't eat off that floor, ten I ain't eating from it either. That was just my thing. And they always knew, like they were always like, "Oh no, there's a spill. When that? Don't look. Stay over there. We'll we'll tell you when, when you can look or when you can move." And I always knew, like I wouldn't look. I I did a little peek just to see how bad it was, just so I could know what to expect when they would clean it. I'd be like, "Motherfucker, no, no, no." no. And I keep doing what I'm doing. Then when they tell me they done, then I go, look, you wouldn't even be able to tell there was anything there to begin with. Like, that's how my cool used to move. So when she came back and she told me, I now can understand you better. And now I understand, like, why you were the way you were. But it made me a better person. She was like, because now I'm on top of my stuff better than what I was. Like, you gave me techniques on things that I didn't even pay no attention to this was not intentional this is me being anal like this is just my OCD but now I'm opening her eyes to certain things that even though we don't work together and we're not near each other but if you run into somebody else like me now you'll know how to function with them better now you'll understand that it's not personal you know it's never personal it's never gonna be personal unless I vocally tell you it's personal and I will tell you <laughs> it's personal like I don't I'm transparent I'll let you know I don't like you from junk Point blank, period. No matter what you do, I'm not going to like you. I'm just one of those people. If I just don't vibe with you, I just don't vibe with you, unfortunately. But it's it's all over the place content because it's all over the place life. I can't pretend to be something we're not. I can't pretend to be something we're not going through. Um, I can't organize something that's not organized. Plus, I'm an unorganized person, which is weird. Like, I have an unorganized life. When I've tried to organize it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Every time I try to organize my life, like organize my day by even do a schedule, like time it, it just doesn't always work out that way. It somehow gets messed up. The schedule just never goes as planned. Whenever I let the day lead me to what it needs to be, even for my content, it goes so much better than if I try to plan my stuff. I get more stressed out. I get more overwhelmed. I feel like the content is pushed and is not genuine. So in order for me to be able to reach more people, yeah, it's all over the place, but half of us are all over the place, if if we're honest. But I'm hoping that when I start to continue to grow more and get cleaned up more and more organized it's seen more than the content and that route is being seen so whoever's traveling with me is also doing that growing along with me as well so i i want that like i want everybody to go through those stages with me i don't want them to be alone i want them to grow with me not just follow me not just listen to me not just I don't know. Listen to my content, laugh, cry, whatever they do. I I want them to grow, take those changes, and embed them in themselves as well. Especially if they see themselves in me, then learn from mine and just do the opposite. Like grow with me. Like I tell people on my on my Instagram, you're not alone. I'm right here with you. My wounds aren't closed. I'm not afraid to say, hey, my wounds are still open. I'm still healing. I ain't perfect. A lot of people don't want to admit their wounds are still open. They want to act like everything is good and gravy and they don't have those wounds. Nope. They're open, sweetie. (laughs) They're wide open. I'm working on them. I'm a work in progress. But there's nothing wrong with that. Society makes it seem like there's a problem with that as well. That's what the platform is there too. That's why I wanted to get your story out also. the more I feel like the more my viewers and my listeners... Realize there's more people out there like us, the more they will realize it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to have open wounds and be healing. We don't have to be perfect. As long as you're taking that stride and that step to that goal, that's all that matters. One day at a time, stop thinking about tomorrow, stop thinking about next week, stop thinking about next month. You just got to make it to today. Make it through today.
1: Then that that doesn't work for me. I'm the total opposite. See the free fall makes makes me many Really? Okay. I have to have structure. Like I have to have structure. I have to have a plan. I have to have plans in place. I have <laughs> <laughs> the whole live vicariously is what drives
0: me up. See, bed. I have both. I have plans in place. But I do my day to day because if I focus too much on my on my long, I get too overwhelmed and stressed out that I screw up my right now. So I can't like I know like I'm taking my health coach and life coaching program. I know that in nine weeks I'll start taking clients. If I focus too much on the fact that I know in nine weeks I'm going to start taking clients, I will screw up everything from here (laughs) until then. So I have to focus on like my right now. Focus on my collaborations. Focus on, you know, every other free seminar I've signed up for. Focus on all the work I'm supposed to do right now so that I'll be ready for when the nine weeks come. But everything that I'm focusing on on a day-to-day basis is getting me ready for the nine weeks. But I can't go too far only because in my life, I've always had things come and knock it down. So every time I try to go too far off, something negative always happens. Like, for example, my daughter's SSI being stopped. She was supposed to have had completely her SSI for adulthood. It wasn't supposed to be stopped. We were planning on that money to move to an apartment to finally get out of here. Out of nowhere, it stopped. I planned ahead. Now I'm not. That's why I can't plan too ahead, because always something happens, and then... Now I'm not, Now I'm stuck with... Mm, I don't have the inkle to move out of here. I don't have the ability to move out of here. I had plans to move. Now those plans are gone. Now my mind has to refocus back on... I'm going to live in this hellhole a little longer than I thought I was. I put all my hopes and dreams on getting out of here. Now I have to refocus my mind frame on how to survive longer stuck here... Where I'm already feeling like I can't make it. How do I do that? That's why I can't go too far ahead. Because then if something knocks it, I go with... See, told you the universe don't like me. And here goes a negative mind frame that I have due to my egg donor. And that negative jail that I stay in comes in and doesn't leave. I wish I had the ability you did. Because if I did, I probably would do bigger things. But i i i can't because it always somehow something knocks it and then I feel like i wasn't entitled to it or i feel like it was too good for me i don't know i it, it just doesn't look, that's
1: what i'm saying that's the mindset that, that's the mindset yeah and that's um and it's the way that you look at the you're looking at um, so you, you the focus is you're moving out in that time frame mm-hmm what you that doesn't necessarily have to change. It may alter a little bit. Um, don't know if you took the the money and that you were counting on and had pictured just this place. But you still can make it happen. That that's that's the like you still can make it. You still can you're gonna get out of that time frame. So the what only thing altered is what the funds were to get you out. That
0: was yeah. Was, that was the thing. Know. We have no funds now. So that's what ends up happening. Since there's no funds now, we can't move. Because ain't no landlord going to go with... Because no landlords going to let us go with the RRP only. Like right now, the RRP is what's paying the motel's bill. So I can't just go to a landlord. Hey, by the way, let me just move in and the RRP's going to be paying the rent until... Because you're allowed to get the RRP for 18 months. And they'll pay your rent for 18 months. So I can't just go to a new landlord and go, hey, by the way, so we're not going to be paying rent. You know, for X, Y, Z amount of months, the program will be. You cool with that? (laughs) Like, I don't have income to show. And now here, where we are in Virginia, you have to show three times the rent. Yeah, that's
1: that's here in Atlanta,
0: too. You you
1: got to pay three times. So,
0: and back home, they they didn't care about none of that. Back home, whenever we rented, it was always private homing. Like, even if you did an apartment building, they never really cared about How much you made? As long as you paid the rent, that's all it ever was. So I never, I don't have renter's history, because they don't back in Connecticut. They don't. They weren't doing none of that, at all. Now my one apartment down here threw a thirteen thousand dollars on my renter's history, because they did an illegal eviction during COVID, and it's not even in the court system. So the program that was gonna help me pay it off to get it off of my credit can't do it because it's not a court filed thing they just went behind the court system and put it on my credit so we're literally all just stuck not having the income left me here now leaves me knocked on the ground so that's why I can't be the type to go ahead because all the obstacles just knock it all out but um I see it's too Look, my
1: financial brain that's that's, that's just i am so okay yeah, that, that's my passion i work
0: in my passion. if i would have saved like if i would have saved i would have known her money was going to be cut off if i would have received the mail because they send it to the old address if i would have received the mail with the warning ahead of time hey it's going to cut off i would have been able to appeal it one so it would have never been cut off two i would have banked it like i would have budgeted everything I'm a budgeter, also like I would have budgeted everything, banked as much as I could have banked.
1: Now, how are you a budgeter and you don't
0: like thinking ahead? Because being homeless, there's a lot, like for example, if the rats end up eating our food and we run out of food stamps, I have to buy the food. The food stamps don't end up survive lasting the whole month, so the money has to go for the food. Um, the rats take a lot of our food. <laughs> and then we don't have transportation. So I have to find to get to and from the doctors due to the whole wheelchair thing, then the. Auto- we spend a lot on just trying to survive day to day, period. And it's his SSI is only 400, and then TANF is only 400. That's not gonna do anything at all. And that's not including that. I'm a chronic smoker of my trees because of my chronic pain like I can't man listen me and Mary Jane me and Mary Jane we smoke from uh, the time sister, I get up it's,
1: pen. it's not Mary Jane
0: though. No, yeah, listen. me and Mary Jane <laughs> we smoke from the time I get up to the time I go to sleep Okay, that's the only way that one my children stay alive and I stay alive because when the bipolar to it aside want to kick in Mary Jane does his job and it chills me out that's one Two, Mary Jane stops my brain from racing. It literally allows me to just focus and zone in and tune everything else out, and it doesn't let me beat myself up. Three, it kills all my chronic pain. Oh my God, it takes the edge off.
1: Have you tried CBD?
0: It don't work. I tried the gummies. I, man, listen, I didn't ate a whole jar of gummies. My son. I gave hit to him, though he said it helped him out. I told him when I get some more money, I was gonna buy him some more gummies. Um My daughter smokes with me though because it helps her stimming when she starts to do her the stimming um now she stims She never stimmed before, but now she does the autism stimming, and her autism is really off now, so whenever she gets like that, she'll smoke, get regrounded
1: huh.
0: So, how old are your kids? 19, 13, and 3. Okay. Yeah, she she didn't start smoking until she was 17. And then I gave him a, the gummies because he has ODD on top of his ADD <laughs> and his autism. Man, listen, I ain't got time for all of that. No, nah, I mean, and you going through puberty? Nah, mm-mm. mm-mm. I know about the
1: ODD.
0: Either I'm going to go to oh. jail or he going to be sick. Man, listen. <laughs> <laughs> and he bipolar too man listen ADHD ADD ADHD ADD ODD bipolar and he has autism they're all defiant so but nah I budget but it doesn't like it doesn't always work out either somebody ended up stealing it cause he steals food so he'll steal the food and even though we portion to try to help us you know rationalize I understand yeah.
1: My son, but, my son, I could never get him diagnosed with ODD,
0: but I swear this what he Everything is the opposite then, of what you say, man. Man, he uh, he, he
1: gets up, eat all day, all
0: night. That's my son. That's my son. The doctor gave put him on metformin, right? She goes, I'm putting him on metformin because he's overweight, and I'm worried about him. And diabetes runs in your family. I said, okay it's supposed to control his appetite yeah right <laughs> yes. it hasn't controlled anything but um, definitely so I wanted to see if you wanted to um for the podcast show if you wanted to give the listeners anything or if you wanted to do like a call of action to anything for your you have a business right yes that's, that's why
1: I started asking you to finance your stuff cause that side of my brain I'm an um, investment broker I have financial services business I'm an investment broker insurance agent and a lot of the money oh wow like, so I do um financial needs analysis that's why I started asking the question but that's naturally me so that's how I really got into this um, of what I do business wise because that that's the first thing that always to me about especially retiring from the department of treasury that just you have a right knowledge numbers, like numbers, um love numbers and, and those things so that's why i'm like okay i know we only had talked but now you, now i'm like okay you need we need to sit down and do your financial needs analysis
0: i, I do need about. one of those but i got you, no money
1: <laughs> it's a you're still you listen you, you, the money you have. Be Man, money. listen,
0: I, I owe so, so much money. I
1: don't have no money. I don't have I money. owe. Okay,
0: that's why we having a conversation. <laughs> Yo, I sit down and I be writing my budget, right? I be writing my bills and I be right. I be like, I don't know how I pull this off every month. Somehow I be pulling it off. I don't be having the funds, but I still be pulling it off. And I be making it work. But it, it when I sit down and put it on paper, it don't make no sense because it doesn't make any sense how I pull it off. But I, I'm, I've been making it work, but I do. I got to get my financials together because I'm going to start making actual money, you know, and I need to not have this happen ever again. I mean, but this was because we couldn't find nowhere to go at the last minute and then we just got stuck here and then everything else fell downhill. Not because we didn't know how to financially be stable. That had nothing to do with it. I just couldn't find an apartment to rent before I had to just leave the other apartment um so like I've never had financial problems like that I've always always had like an egg nest until I ran into somebody you know some people bring it bring you downhill (laughs) and you realize it afterwards and you're like man I should have never made those decisions or those moves they caused yeah I had I had one of those moments and I'm still trying to recuperate from them. Yeah. It's like still about seven years later, and I'm still trying to recuperate. And
1: sometimes it takes a while, but that's why you have to have a little plan in place. Um, but yeah, I, that, that's actually like the free part, education part of my business is doing financial needs analysis and um, helping people chart a plan. That's, that's are supposed to start asking these questions. I'm like, It's naturally me. Yeah. That's why I'm just, Working in your passion is important. Yeah, um, you know, and being passionate about what you're doing is important. Making sure you're aligned, the rest comes along. Um, so that that's kind of how I got into what I'm doing, or really, I tried to avoid a religious community. So I really, but it, it, it's just it, it, it makes it makes my day of teaching others about um, finances and. Um, making sure they have accounts that are set up for the long term, or teaching kids about the accounts, um, different accounts that are available to kids, and investing their money and saving their money. And, that I need to and, do. Um, and having life insurance because that's the other part of it. So you got to be full circle. You have to prepare for living, while well, so is dying. And sometimes, uh, even like with people. Because life insurance saves, saves lives if your wives are strong enough to be to count on, you get your insurance policy and learn that you can't yeah. be suicidal unless you've got two, two years and one day.
0: <laughs> Correct. <laughs> or you,
1: have, you have policy where you're like, I want to leave my kids though. And you having them thoughts. The insurance is saving if you read the provisions because you gotta, you got to survive two years and one day. Yes.
0: <laughs> no, it's true though.
1: Yeah, you start counting like okay, I got another day to live, and then them two years, one day, come your whole life has changed because you've been counting days for one thing. You find out that you, you got purpose. Correct. Um, So (laughs) it's
0: true though. Anything you find a hold on, then you find you got a bigger purpose, and you keep on holding on even stronger. Exactly,
1: you keep on holding on even even stronger to it. So Mm -hmm. um, that's that's kind of that's what I do as far as financing and helping people figure out it figuring out ways to do it so um used to, like you said you're about to so you you're when you're licensed you already have a job you um, have something lined up when you get these life coaching license or you're just gonna fully open your business to accepting clients
0: so they I know they um start letting us they start putting us out there to take clients on the ninth week but I plan to have my own I it's gonna be attached to my parenting mental illness platform So it's going to be all intertwined together. My goal is to, I plan to have, it's going to be one coaching business, but I want two tiers. I want my low clientele and my high clientele. I want to be able to serve my community, but I also want to be able to serve the higher clientele as well. So I don't want to leave my people behind because my people need it. I know I need it. So I know there's more out there like me that need it. But I also know realistically I have to survive. I have to make it as well. Because if not, I'm going to forever be here. And I'm not trying to forever be here. But that's why I'm trying to have two different um, tiers. So I can have my big clientele my lower clientele. But that's what the Facebook group is also for. So I can still do my advocating, my coaching, still provide a lot of free stuff. And have my business all at the same time. That's my goal. I don't know how realistically it's going to happen. Because I see it so vividly. <laughs> like, I just hope it works out how I would like for it to work out. Because my goal would be that I would be able to get a high clientele to actually sponsor at least half of the price for a lower clientele. And then do a payment arrangement for a lower clientele. Which would be someone like me. And not do, when I say a payment arrangement, I'm not talking about $300 a month because I can't even afford that and that's kind of what I'm paying. But more when I say a payment plan, more a realistic kind of like, you know, $50 a month if possible. Because I really want, you know, my people to actually get the help that they need. But obviously I still have to make bread. I mean, my family still has to come first. Everything has to be paid for. Nothing in life is free. We all know this. I mean, we were told by our parents growing up, we still have to make bread. But I still want to be able to help. And in that process, I'm still going to be doing a lot of, you know, free seminars and things like that. So, but yeah, I plan to do my own business because I plan to put it with my platform.
1: Okay. So now on the business side, I know this is like so off topic, but this is just
0: natural <laughs> me, okay? So, <laughs> So
1: on the business side how with, with your goal of attaching because I'm, I'm gonna tell you even in this, even in doing this and you made me do a lot of self-reflection and um, in your podcast to the ones that I listen to and it also brought up a lot with you and that client that higher end clientele that you're because you're doing a coaching business mm-hmm. For me I had these same thoughts because I deal with money right Mm -hmm. and so this is kind of my this is also my motivator in on the on the bipolar Side of it, because like I said, it, it, there's it, so many people don't understand there's so many levels to my pole. Like, I'm only, I couldn't even really get any help with counseling because they consider me so low of a level. It's like, being a, in school and you know, you don't need hit, you know, they'd be like, you don't need this much help because you, you're compunctious. You don't just need this much help, so we're not going to really pay you any attention. Oh, so, you know, just no we if you need them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's kind of where I was on the chart. Like, had to really have to find my own pay for health care. So free health care was a really good option oh, for me okay. even when after I had five uh, migraine, ocular migraine, that uh, right in my head. Really, just makes me want to lay on the floor and cuddle up in. Um, i had Really got to the one sense of everything. Even after coming out of that situation and having resources, this is this is part of why I advocated do mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. talk openly in small groups about it. Is um. Resources were not there for me because I wasn't, I'm not considered a level whatever. Um, I'm considered bipolar 1. Yeah. uh, Occasional this and occasional that. And and so it's like so much that they don't, free resources don't help. I have to find self-care, health care, health care. And like I said, I had retired. I'm just getting Back in back on my business, even though I've been in business for since 2019 at this point and licensed, I haven't been operating my business because I was still in healing from retiring from one thing, transitioning <laughs> of all you know, being being getting this diagnosis of your bipolar, and then what that does to you in that moment. Because even if you haven't taken your life experiences, like I've taken my life experiences as building blocks. They may be strong, like their lessons or whatever. But when you start getting to talking in therapy, talking to others, and to being around other people that don't, that you know, maybe don't, then take it the way you take it. Because I do find that I'm, I'm like an oddball, even in, <laughs> even in support groups, I'm an oddball. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's not how I looked at it. I think, mean, you know, yeah, like my, I've, I've experienced different things. My dad is with. Prison, but I, I mean, that wasn't anything shameful for me. That's his life, yeah. He me not to do the same, make the same decisions, and learn about that's,
0: my,
1: that's still my daddy,
0: yeah.
1: i about my dad, yeah. <laughs> so, i go, oh, and, and everybody else in the group would be taking it as this, is, you know, this messed up my life, and I'm like. Uh, it was a learning experience, exposure, and um, I, what I learned from others, it didn't directly from me. That's always how it you take it. Once I first started going to therapy, then like, that's, that's what happened to you in this moment. You couldn't take this moment because you had all of this happening. Then you go into this moment of a breakdown, like, oh yeah, that could be so awful, awesome, and a pity card. Yeah. A pity party when you didn't see it as a pity party before. Yeah. A whole lot of things
0: to pick yourself back
1: up and say it wasn't a pity party. That's why I can count money the way I count money. That's why I can sit you know foresee this. This is why I look at the way that I look at this stuff. And when you take it and you make it a strong story and not make it a you know what the rest of the world is this traumatic stuff that happens. Yeah. I I like to for other people to, to challenge their thinking, and so where you are now, and you with that high client to help. Like when I was thinking about doing the podcast, just like you do them, as my I need to get it out on the long term goal is what I'm challenging. You to yeah, now you want those high end clients. How do you think that those high end clients that you're looking for to pay for? Those to, so that you can still service because mm-hmm. I'm that same way. I want to be able to service certain people, but I need to gravitate
0: these. Yes. People.
1: So it's like I need to I need to do it, be able to do it both. So there's like a time and a place. Yes. You can, you can let it all out to, and get that one on one. Which like this is great. What you do is great. It would be great in coaching. See, like girl, there. Yeah. It's like talking to your good girlfriend. You're like, if you're going through it
0: too today, I'm going
1: through it too, girl. Yeah. And we we can have 10 conversations at once together and get it all out. Yeah. How do you plan one thing gonna get gonna mold you to? What are you doing to mold for that for those
0: clients that are higher end for you? Well, see, this is is the thing. thing. I don't plan to change me. So who you who you see is who you get it, I'm still going to be the same ratchet non ratchet like I'm still gonna be who I am, regardless if it's high clientele or low clientele because who you're who you getting is me you're you're getting me like I'm a package, I'm a bundle. you gotta accept me all for who I am. low clientele, high clientele, middle clientele, off clientele, it does not matter. I mean, the same way I can get your coins, I can get the coins from somebody else. So whoever decides to come work with me has to accept the entire package for what it is. It's a raw deal. And if you don't accept the raw deal, then non-apologetically, I just can't. Because I'm not going to compromise my platform. I'm not going to compromise who I am and I'm not changing that for anybody and if that means that I will take me 20 years to get a high clientele and I will keep working with my low clientele then it is what it is but I'm being true to myself it's my voice and that's where I can't change me you know what I'm saying it's me I advocate how I advocate because I'm it's a genuine it's a genuineness. now When it comes to coaching, most people prefer you be your genuine self because they know they're going to get, you know, a genuine deal. Now, if they can't accept it, like I said, then it is what it is. There's plenty of other coaches out there that they can work with. If they accept it, then hey, kudos, awesome, amazing, better. Hey, can you help another lower family out here who needs a coach is what I'm going to ask. It's a text write-off for you. I mean, it's not going to really break your pockets. I'd appreciate it. Awesome, great, fantastic. But I will let it be known that my goal is to not only help high clientele, but also high low clientele. My goal, I will let it be known up front. I would appreciate if you're able to, you know, sponsor at least half a scholarship for a lower clientele. That would kind of be not a deal breaker, not a kind a, of, a, a, oh my God, it has to happen. But it's an option that. If you have the ability, and I know you have the ability to, it would kind of have to be a A. Okay, so you're putting a, you're going to be a non-profit, or you're putting a non-profit aspect to
1: because it, it's a tax
0: write-off. Well, no, it's always a tax write-off when you're doing anything to better yourself for a business purpose. Half of the people that take coaching, half of the people that take coaching usually have, they're either self-made, self, you know, entrepreneurs, or whatever. Um... On the high clientele end, not on the low clientele end, which is why they can write it off as a tax write off as a donation. Well you, well, you said to sponsor someone else, that that's what I mean. They the can crowd. do it as a tax write off. You can t- write it off as a donation for taxes. Because th- not if you're not writing to a nonprofit, you're gonna
1: get them into. Not if it's not right. Now as not personal development when you sponsor somebody else. So when you do a charitable thing, it's not a. It's not a. That's not a perk that's a you, you gotta like in case of naughty you need to be given to a non-profit Well technically if they're
0: donate if they're donating the money to pay for that person's scholarship is still a donation, isn't it? Yeah,
1: a scholarship. That's
0: what that's, that's what technically it would end up. attachment uh, scholarships
1: attached
0: oh. to non to non- Well, I'm not a non-profit. I'm not trying to become a non profit. That's too much tax write-off. I mean too much tax paperwork. So I'm not trying to become a nonprofit. But I would call it a scholarship. Like, it would be more of them doing a scholarship. But I know they're supposed to be able... Aren't they supposed to be able to, though?
1: If it's to, uh, uh, organ- if it's to a non-profit, that's like giving... That's just giving a gift from the kindness of your heart. If you're not going to have the scholarship portion uh, scholarship, you do a scholarship for that to be some type of non-profit thing? Um, nonprofit stuff attached to it,
0: then yeah, I, I I have too much going on with the, the non-profit. profit.
1: Now, with them going to coaching and they're doing it for the better of their business, yes, yeah, that's that's personal um, professional development. Yeah, they get their, their money, money back. So
0: whatever play. money they give up for somebody else, it's free yeah, money, so regardless. Just,
1: yeah, just be careful with the word. Yeah, I gotta look
0: that up and think. I gotta Stella. look it up. What did I? You know no no I don't know why did I think I don't know I gotta read check that up but I don't want to do a non-profit little stop I don't want to do a non-profit because it's too much um there's way too much yeah I am not it's gonna be too much between the coaching oh, between my shop I'm and I still have to create the nails because Whenever an order does get placed, if it gets placed, because thank you people for coming to the shop and look at the nails but not placing no orders, I greatly appreciate that. But anyways. Press on nails? Yeah. Yeah, we make press on nails right now. But technically it's not supposed to be just press on nails. Technically we're supposed to be, um, the big game plan is, we're supposed to be creating stickers, right? So, these are supposed to be planner stickers, birthday stickers, celebration stickers, old fart stickers, whatever stickers. They're supposed to be in Creole, Spanish, because the baby's dad is Haitian. So, we we're going to do Creole, Spanish. We were even going to throw some Jamaican ones in there because the middle one's dad is Jamaican. So, like Bumba Clot and all the other beautiful stickers. We're weird and unique. So, the shop is supposed to be weird and unique. Anything that you normally would not find somewhere, but you can have fun with or enjoy would be what you would find in our shop. But it's nothing that it would be things that we would have to make at the moment. So nothing that requires storage because we don't have storage space. And even if we move somewhere, I don't like I'm not a hoarder. I can't do my mom was a hoarder. So my egg donor. So I can't do no hoarding. I can't do boxes. I can't do I can't do furniture. I can't do clutter. I can't do none of that. So it has to be things that will be made when ordered. Um, so the game plan is that, but I haven't put that up on the shop yet because I refuse to take out my Cricut machine. It costs too much money, and there's, I just don't want it to get messed up. So I have it put away in safe area until we can get out of here, so I can actually pull it out. But for right now, it's just to press our nails. But it will end up including like you know all type of occasion stickers, even custom made stickers where you guys can like anybody can. Hey, I want a sticker of this. My daughter knows how to draw very well. She's self-taught. Has an amazing hand for painting and drawing. Um, She can recreate something if you send her a picture of it. She can copy it very well into a painting or a drawing. So we're going to offer all of that on the shop as well. Once we can get to a space where we can actually put out our supplies and create these things. But for right now, because all I really need is one table to create the nails is so much easier and simpler to do and it doesn't take up that much space for storage It's so it's easy to keep them in the bin, stored nicely protected and good to go Yes. Yeah. Yeah. but that's what we sell right now I mean I love doing them don't get me wrong I love nails I've always loved doing nails my egg donor always told me I couldn't do nothing but we get the foot traffic we just don't get the sales I've only sold like two sets It'll be May. We'll be open for a whole year. Two sets. That's it. We get the foot traffic. I'll sit there and I'll be like, oh, great. All my Facebook ads got me a good 1,000 people on this week on the page. On our website, but no sales. Like, I, I, I'm like, I'm about the website? Yeah. If you try
1: to put them on Etsy as well?
0: Well, I didn't put a... No, put it back. Thank you. I didn't put it on Etsy because Etsy doesn't give you an option how to size it's difficult they would have to then hit me up for sizing that's a little a lot more for a customer to do they can't just place the order i've been
1: leaving a note with the size that's like when i got a logo
0: made uh i had to leave i left a note uh on what
1: i needed her to put on you know customize the logo to. so it's like a note
0: section. That's what I was trying to. I was trying to work around. I mean, right now on Etsy, what I have is a, our digital shop. So Shop Normies is on Etsy. It is on there. Um, I didn't tell nobody that. I got my podcast because my podcast is, is recording. But I didn't tell nobody. We, do, we are on Etsy. I have my digital shop on there. So when I say digital, like I got a potty training charts up there. I'm putting some stuff for Mother's Day up there until i can figure out how i can get the nails on the right way where i don't have to um where it doesn't make the customer have to do too much but where i can at least still put up because they only allow you a certain amount of pictures and i would have to explain how to size their nails so i have to be able to have that up there because you got to size your fingers you got to measure, It's a couple of steps so I have to be able to have the chart up there and how to measure your nails the steps to take because there's no refunds so I don't want to I want to make sure I have it all able to put it all up can you stop yo yo she's showing her tail off
1: please
0: stop annoying it don't bother me. She, she bothering me though Lordy, me. have mercy. I
1: can tone out. I, I guess that helps me too.
0: I, she like, does, too. I, I can tone out too Let until you know, she decides man. to be just annoying. But um, yeah, I gotta—you gotta—because you gotta size your nails. So each nail beds are different, and then each nail tips um are different sizes. So every, the person, customer has to size their nails so that you can actually get the correct size to be able to make the sets. Um, I have to make sure that all the charts that I already have for my Shopify, I got to make sure that they would explain it like thoroughly. Like it's more of an in-depth stuff that I would have to do for Etsy just so I can get them on there and get them sold because it's not like with my Shopify. I could put the sizes up there and you just click the size you want and keep it pushing. Etsy is going to require a little more in-depth work to get it right because I don't want the customer to be confused because at first I'm not gonna lie when I first stepped into this press-on business world I was like how the fudge am I supposed to know how what nail size I was a little confused and I had to go through a couple of stores and oh uh, oh now I'm saying now I'm seeing how it's going and then when I went to Etsy I was like damn <sighs> I gotta like figure out how to get it where I don't want the customer to have to do too much work um, I want to make it an easy shop, you know, for them. They could just pick what they want, keep it pushing, and not make it too much work. But I didn't think about the note section, so you gave me an idea. I literally forgot about the note section.
1: Yeah, my friend does nails, and she has the pre- press-ons, and I don't ask me how, because I just go get my nails done. So I don't know about the press-ons stuff. I, I don't, I'm not that, I'm the, you know, legit, the business logistics yeah. side of it, all that art and stuff, and... <laughs> you keep <that>. so and <laughs> my Right, no,
0: like, I got
1: So, my son asked me with my eyes oh my so I was like, This is cool. oh, what? He's talking about this one. Oh, wow. Never mind, just lash, lash, stop about business. the ground I can't help you there, but I can tell you, as a consumer, there's an section here. And you gotta measure your fingers anyway. I never.
0: Yeah, you gotta measure your fingers.
1: I mean, in the store, you don't measure them. I don't. I, well, I guess. I don't, well,
0: in this, well, see, no, you don't. You don't measure them in a store, but they give you an extra, extra, extra set. set. But then remember, you're stuck with if they don't fit you. You're stuck with making them. They they just won't look right on your finger, or they yeah. pop off easily. That's what makes them pop off. When they're not sized correctly, they will pop off. So, and you got to remember, I mean, at least I want my customers to have a good experience, so that's why the whole sizing piece, you want to make sure they fit correctly so they look like they're acrylic instead of press-on nails. Because, believe it or not, press-on nails will last. If you take care of them correctly, you can wear them a good amount of times over and over again. if you remove them and put them on properly. Like, I got, please, I have a whole case full of them. I be putting them on, but... I don't want to glue them onto my nail because I got to, you know, take the pictures and then take it back off and then take the next one and put them back. I use putty, putty under mine, and I put them on with the putty. But um, I've had people use double-sided tape and they put it on with double-sided tape and it'll last them for a couple of, like, a week where it doesn't come off. But then when they go to take it off, they're not messing up their own nail. Their nail is fine. And they just put the nails back in the box again and next time they want to use it, double-sided tape again and even if you use the glue all you do is just file the inside of the nail and re-put it back on and it'll last you for at least two weeks if you do it right like if you ta- if you shine if you shine look at me what is the word if you file if you file the shine off of your nail and then you glue the press on nail they'll last two weeks like, yeah. they won't fall off. But I have to look at that. I was just putting my um Mother's Day stuff on Etsy. I was about to start. Well, I was putting it on. So I'm going to look into the nail, and I'll try one and see if I can get all yeah, this stuff up. Yeah, I here. mean, one
1: of the pictures could be whatever. You could do a, 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 I I don't think, a word doc or something. Yeah. That tells about the size and, and let that be one of the, the next pictures. Yeah. picture of the nails, and tell them to drop it in the, notes, yeah.
0: the number, size, and Yeah. I'll just cut back the amount of pictures of the actual nail set itself, which is actually better, to be honest with you. Because I don't think yeah. you need that many pictures of the nail sets. No, I was going to say, you don't
1: need, like,
0: yeah, like two, two pictures of
1: the same nail.
0: Yeah. The well, nail it's because I usually take different angles because some people be anal. So, I usually try to take, like, different angles because um, some people like to see the, the length, how the nail actually looks from so I try to take, you know, different angles. Plus, I'd be the one that'd be like that, too. I'd be like, hold on. I gotta see how long it really looks. Because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I can't use certain nails that are too long. Or I can't, you know, I can't function. Or sometimes... I mean, use- that's
1: your, I mean you can put that. long, Short, medium, long. Or, like, the design. You can, you can just tell. It's a standard.
0: Yeah, it's just um, me being... It's just my OCD. It's me being anal. i with your
1: OCD. Medium is is, height is what I don't know. I
0: don't know what I don't know how you measure. It. I don't know centimeter. I don't
1: know. It's the standard, short is whatever this is. Yeah. Is standard short is medium is this many. Make it plain and simple. Yeah.
0: A That's what so, I gotta do. I just I I do too much. I be trying. I'm, I'm the type of person that be trying to make things so easy for people that I make it more complicated for myself. <laughs> Yeah. And I don't know why, but I've always been that way. <laughs> like, that's what it
1: sounds like. It sounds like you want to make a simple, but I mean, that all your short nails are one inch. Yeah. Medium is two inch or inch and a half, I don't know how long it goes. I did whatever you think, but hey, you're the nail person. <laughs> so it would be long, you can use this, short, and you can get yeah. this style in short, medium, long. Yeah. And, and, then take
0: a picture
1: of a short set they put that you there or put a so they can see yeah. the and on that chart, put, so the sizes and the length means this because I might like that design, but I want it on a long. I might like that design, but I want it on short. yeah. It's too long for me, but I like what you did. Um, but I would like it shorter. Yeah, so you can just put up samples of what the and they say I like design this, then you can pick the design on um. Um, you can pick the design and and pick the length.
0: Yeah
1: and recreate. You only take a couple pictures. They they and you could that could be an option. I want the butterfly design. I don't know. I don't I want the the, the marble.
0: Yeah.
1: Or I want the African print. I don't African Yeah, print. I didn't I think, think about some that. Print. Right. Now, like, some African prints. That's yeah. nice. <laughs> I don't love the nail. <laughs> I had these on a while. I've lost the nail. So it's time for me to go back um, get it done. Yeah, but yeah. yeah you can, yeah, it's, it's a lot you
0: can do with that. And I didn't think about that. I'm about to go back on and do that too. Because now now I'm going to be like, hmm. My wheels are going to be turning. <laughs> this, this is
1: kind of how, what we just did is kind of how the podcast would go for me. Like, I, I share how I deal, I deal with stuff. For me, it's, it's Positive, uh, yeah. pretty much, of, of figuring it out. I've been through the um, wow, why can I spend this for good moment, which drove me to being mad or court depressed. So I'm back to being healthy for me, is back to it's, it, I'm gonna figure it out. This has been for my good. Um, this made me story testimony, and this is how I'm gonna use it to drive me forward. Um, in, in life. What did I learn from it and how I got to drive for it. Maybe it happened. I take a lot of stuff. And, like you said, you share your story because I'm like, oh, it happened. Oh, not about why it is me type of person. Not that, but um, why did you believe this to me. Be be be
0: be Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So I heard,
1: we can do a podcast. It'll be more conversation. Like, to
0: the girlfriend's on the phone having a conversation that, that kind of works for me. It's kind of why I like clubhouse. That was all the other thing I was going to ask you. Do you do clubhouse rooms? Yeah, I got a room on clubhouse. I do have a club on clubhouse. It's called Parenting and Mental Illness. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's up there. Um I do a room. I usually try to do it on Saturdays. Um I'm going to try to pick a day in a week. I'm trying to get myself to try to do it twice a week. It's just sometimes I get so caught up in all the seminars and I forget. It's easier for me during the day when Booger is at school because he's the common denominator that makes the household a little crazy with his ODD and his bipolar right now and his puberty. So I'm going to try to jump up to twice a week. But I do have a room up there. It's parenting or mental illness. I do it Saturdays. usually in the afternoon or I'm going to switch it to the mornings though. I'm going to try to take advantage while they're asleep try to do um an open room but i like to do it usually like a let's talk a let's vibe um is normally what i put the chapter on i mean the chapter the subject on because i like to have it as the open room if anybody shows up like the last room i had uh, one of the ladies showed up her first time in clubhouse and she actually came up and we were having a nice conversation um it was her first time and she i think she was dealing with depression i think i can't remember but I know because of COVID and being in the house, she wasn't getting out as much. So it gave her an opportunity to actually talk. And we had a nice little chat on Clubhouse. I know re- the replay is still up there. But um, that definitely is one I do have. Okay.
1: Okay. Well, we're we going to have to follow up. I had two clients now. All right. I'm
0: sorry. But we definitely just, um, when you're ready, let me know. Okay. Um, uh, until then, just hit me up and... Okay,
1: well, I'll, I'll be I'll hitting you up and we'll we'll go from we'll go from there we'll
0: pick a day. Okay. Um, let me know what your schedule looks like and then what days work best for your podcast and to, to do this stuff. And we'll go with me. Okay. I will. All right. Talk to you later then. Nice back to you. Same. Same. Bye. Bye. Okay, you guys. So that was my collaboration chit chat call with Katrina, who I met during a women's seminar uh, last Saturday. I think it was or Saturday before. Can't remember. Sorry for just jumping y'all into it. Uh, I tend to forget to put you guys on before the call starts. I tend to forget to say hey, hi, and all that other good stuff before it starts. I remember about you guys after it starts. I don't know why I do that, and I'm sorry. But I just wanted y'all to, you know, see our... Not see, I'm sorry. See is not the word. More kind of like... Get a feel for what the conversation is going to be like. didn't record though. So look on me. I'm not happy with you guys because y'all said y'all was going to be able to record it. So where is it? Anyways, my podcasters, that's pretty much what we are planning on doing for when we get to the actual meeting. But I wanted y'all to enjoy our little collab t- chat and check our vibe out. I hope y'all like this um, bonus episode wait is this a bonus episode because I swear I made a, a, a calendar for y'all and when I was gonna start actually posting and it's like I just can't follow it somehow I don't know why but that's another thing I would love to know when would y'all like to see I mean would you guys like to see more content would you guys like me to post more would you guys like to have an episode once a week, twice a week, three times a week? I would love to see your input on that. That would be amazing. Um definitely be amazing to know what y'all would love to see. Cause I would love to be able to give you guys what y'all want in that sense of the word. Let me know. Shoot me an email. Life as a parent with mental illness at gmail.com. Again, life as a parent with mental illness at gmail.com shoot me an email let me know would you guys like to have an episode once a week twice a week or three times a week until next time normies don't forget please make today count for tomorrow's not promised to anyone have a nice day bye y'all Mwah.